Hey y'all. Mmm. Mmm. I done started my podcast. Boy, look at here. Welcome to the very first episode of Voices of the Body. My name is Ashley Elaine and I will be your guide as you journey with me through these podcast episodes where you'll start to build awareness and really tap into your body's voice, what it's communicating to you, and when it's time to just let go of what it's holding on to. Today's episode will dive into how to trust your body when it tells you what it needs and how to trust God when it is time for your body to release, reset, and rest. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for tapping in with me on my very first episode, on my very first podcast. Yes, I said my very first because there's so much more work for me to do. Let's dive in. So we're going to start with uh, a meditation um, to really dive into what this podcast is about and just what this episode is about. Um, I want to start with a meditation. Each episode will start with a meditation to really ground you and center you and bring awareness and focus to the part of the body that is going to allow you to really dive into whatever the topics are, whatever space we're moving into, all right? So if you're driving, keep your eyes open, but really just allow yourself to focus on my voice. Um, You are able to focus on driving as well, really tapping into your body. If you are in a safe space where you are allowed to maybe lay down or sit comfortably in a chair with your feet firmly planted onto the ground. Allow this to be your space for the next five minutes, okay? So today's meditation will build awareness of your voice. This taps into our throat chakra, which is the area um, where our voice box is, our throat area, our ears, right? So it's really our voice box and how we hear things, right? How we allow what we hear to process um, and how we respond to it. But also, do we respond? Do we allow ourselves to be trapped in silence? Or do we allow ourselves to take a pause and respond accordingly, right? It's all coming from our heart space, what's in your heart that allows you to respond a certain way but also what is your emotional intelligence? Like, are your emotions balanced enough for you to take a pause before you respond? So I want you to take a big breath in and release. And just allow your attention and your focus and your awareness to come to your throat area really allowing your focus to shine this blue light around your throat, up to your ears, right? Maybe if you're in a space where you're able to be a little bit free and really indulge and engage in this space um, and take your hands and just massage your collarbone, really massaging your neck, the back part of your neck, the front part of your neck, going all the way up to your ears. And I want you to just internally answer these questions. What does your voice sound like? 
What does your voice feel like throughout your body? What does your body feel when you're happy? What does your voice sound like when you're happy? What does your voice sound like when you're tired or angry or frustrated? What does that feel like in your body, right? So our voice is also a vibration of what we feel internally. So when, you're, when your body is tired, your voice will sound tired, right? When your body is joyful internally, your, your outward body will show that and your voice will present that. What does your body feel like when you're advocating for yourself? What does your voice sound like when you're advocating for yourself? Is it trembling? Because fear has told you that advocating for yourself is not what you're supposed to be doing. Or that you don't know how to advocate for yourself. When you try to advocate for yourself or you regain this power to advocate for yourself, what does your body feel like when you speak words that that allow others to hear what it is that you have to say or what it is that you feel or what it is that you need for yourself. What does that feel like in your body? I want you to just take a moment to really pay attention to the vibration of your voice when certain emotions or certain situations arise and what that vibration in your voice feels like throughout your body. What does your body signal to you when it's time to speak your truth or say out loud what it is that you need for yourself? And take another big breath in and release. One more big breath in and release. And on this last one, really allow your breath to come all the way up to your throat as you release through your mouth. Welcome to my first episode of Voices of the Body. I'm so excited, so excited, y'all. Like, I can feel it in my body how excited I am. That's how, that's how dope this is, right? Um, I've been sitting on this podcast, like the idea of doing it for maybe almost a year. Um, it really started out as a blog called My Voice. Um, I've changed the name of that probably like three times. Um, but that was like the safest way for me to be able to say the things that I needed to say or say the things that I wanted to say or felt like I needed to release. Um, and that started like four years ago. And after a while, I started to find my voice because um, I've been journaling literally since I was in like elementary school. Like I like it was my journal was the safest place for me to be able to put my voice, put my feelings, my thoughts, everything that was going on around me. Um, I believe at the time, like my parents were divorced. So it was like the the only place for me to be able to really say what I was feeling, what I wanted, what I needed was in my journal. Like even when we moved to Florida, I remember writing that I'm moving back to like I need to move back to New Jersey and go to school at Rutgers and live with my grandmother and like somehow in my adult life all of that manifested. Um, but journaling has been my thing. So to really do this podcast really shows to me the growth that I've made in my healing to really know that my voice matters. Um, I've never been just a talker. I've always been that person where it's like, don't give me no small talk. 
I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want to talk about like the grass being extra green today. Like I don't, I don't want that surface level stuff. I thrive in spaces that allow me to really talk, right? Talk about those deep things within me and the real underlying things that are happening in the world um, and with people and all of those things because I've started to understand what my giftings are. So really today, this conversation is about when the body talks, you gotta listen, you gotta listen. Listening to our body is probably the most important thing. Um, So we have this thing called our nervous system and your nervous system literally tells you everything that it needs to tell you, right? We have that fight, flight, and freeze mode. We also have the fawn mode where it's kind of like, you just kind of like allow yourself to just move through whatever it is without really acknowledging what's happening. Um, Literally not until recent, like within the last almost a year, have I really started to listen to my nervous system when I'm around certain people or in certain spaces. Um, I've always like felt certain things, but I've never actually listened to them. And the biggest part of healing is allowing your body to tell you what is going on. So your body will tell you when it feels safe. Your body will also tell you when it doesn't feel safe. Your brain and your body and your spirit should all be aligned to where when there's something that doesn't feel safe, you already feel it, right? We don't want to ignore what those feelings are. We want to engage in what those feelings are. So that also gives us the opportunity to come back to our breath, right? Really using our breath to keep us in a calm state, keep us in a space where, okay, my body is telling me I'm not safe. I'm going to use my breath to keep me calm, right? And allow my brain to help me make a decision on what I need to do next. Um, It's all about alignment. It's all about alignment. So I first discovered that my body was ready to release a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff, a lot of trauma, a lot of grief, a lot of abuse, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, when I started working within the, when I started working with children and families, Um, And this was also right after I had my son. So even even the trauma that the body goes through when giving birth, right? It's such a beautiful experience, but it's also a traumatic experience just on the body. And then you add in other dynamics um, that involve other people in that process. So I went out on my first mental health leave. about four or five years ago. And I can remember like after a relationship that I was in, like literally after we got together, my body was like telling me some stuff and was showing me some things. And I like didn't know what was going on. Like I was very clueless to what was happening. Like it got so bad to the point where I was crying every single day. I was, um, having like really weird dreams about certain, uh, like certain, uh, uh, sexual abuse things that had happened in my past. Um, I also believe like the person I was in a relationship with, they're connected to one of my old abusers. So that could also be a thing. Um, But again, like my body was like, oh, we're safe here. Hmm. Your body will like when you're not aligned, right? So my body was telling me, like was giving me mixed signals at this time. It was telling me that we're safe here because this was comfortable. This was familiar, right? The trauma and the abuse was familiar, 
but I didn't feel it to be for like, I didn't feel it to be, um, anything that I shouldn't be familiar with, if that makes sense. Right. So it was like, you, you can be comfortable in your trauma. You can be in a space where your body has been so used to it that you don't know what else is happening. Like you can't really, you can't really discern if this is a space that you should be in or not be in. And my body was like going through it, y'all. Like it was trying to release and I'm a crier. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a crier. So the excessive amount of crying I was doing at this point, I mean, like I was going into work crying and like putting a sign up on my cubicle saying, don't talk to me. Like that's how I knew it was bad. And everybody else around me knew it was bad. But at that time, like I can remember vaguely, like not vaguely, I can remember to a T, like I'm looking at it now within my head, just how tearful I was. And even when I finally decided to go out on mental health leave, like I had to transfer all of my families and the kids that I was working with to another coworker. And I was like hoarding them. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't want to let my families go. I felt like, I, you know, I felt like me giving them up was going to um, reflect something negative about me. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Like I had no sense of self-care. I had no sense of mental health awareness. I had no sense of emotional health awareness. I just always knew that the safest place for me to talk about what I was feeling was in my journal, but to actually say it out loud and allow my body to feel what was resonating from my mouth was never a thing. It wasn't, it, it like just never was a thing. So when I finally allowed myself to give up these families, um, there was a particular child that I was working with um, that had been exposed to so much trauma, so much trauma. Um, she was five years old. And I just remember, like, I knew this was my point to kind of move on from not the job, but that space I was in, that, that space of that version of Ashley that I was in. I'm sitting here at the foster family's home with the five-year-old girl and the foster mom is looking at me. I'm looking at her and she's like, Miss Ashley, I just don't know what to do anymore. And I'm looking at her like, ma'am, not only do I know what, not know what to do anymore for her, but I am also very triggered. Like, Everything that this foster mom was telling me that this five-year-old girl was doing, her behaviors and what she was going through, I could feel my skin bubbling. It was like a version, it was like whatever version of me I've been living was starting to bubble to the surface to try and sweat out my body, to come out of my body. Um, so my body was telling me that it was time to do some healing work. It was time to release whatever my body needed to release. And the therapist I had at the time was a yoga teacher also and introduced me to um, yoga. So it was really strange. I had tried yoga before, uh, but it was like a yoga Lottie's class and I felt like I was too flexible for yoga. Um, but she, like the minute she mentioned it, I felt my, I, like I felt something internally leap inside of me. Like I remember feeling very excited about it. And I was like, I was confused by that too. So there was a lot of misalignment within my body, within my mind, within my spirit. And it was literally the walking dead, y'all. Like, I just remember always asking myself, what is this life? Like, what, like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Like, there's times where I felt like the things that I was going through were just a part of life. It was just like, oh, everybody's out here getting abused. Like, everybody's out here 
doing crazy stuff and like being home like like everything that I was experiencing I literally felt like this was just my life not realizing that there was more or that there was anything different than what my current experience was we all have a current experience and a higher self experience the the way to the higher self experience is to allow your body to tell you that it's time to release your current experience, right? Because the defense mechanisms that we have in our current experience, we have to say thank you to them because they've kept us safe for as long as they're able to keep us safe. But just like our iPhones and our MacBooks and like everything else that we use in technology, that have upgrades, we have upgrades also. So after my first mental health leave, I left my job and was just like, left the relationship, like left a lot of weight um, (laughs) and just allowed myself to really trust God with whatever it was. I didn't even have words to match it. All I remember was whatever I had learned and experienced in my, that my first yoga class that my therapist at the time recommended for me, like there was something that my body was happy about. There was something that my body, um, wanted to tell me, wanted to release, wanted to heal, wanted to not remind me of what has happened to me, but to tell me that that's not just what my life is all about. That's not like the, 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 the trauma that has happened is not my, my life, right? Like it's not my final destination. It's what I needed to get to where I am today. So, um, I have had, (laughs) I'm currently on my third mental health leave within uh, four or five years, something like that. Um, And I'm so proud because I now have people asking me, how do you do that? Listen, I am an advocate for therapy. I am an advocate for building a wellness team, right? Your own wellness team. I have my own wellness team. My own wellness team consists of my primary doctor, my therapist, my chiropractor. I have a massage therapist that does, um, she, so she doesn't do energy work, but I like, she, she doesn't know that she does energy work. Um, I trust her a thousand percent and I'm about to add in acupuncture, um, and I do hydrocolonic uh, therapy as well. That is my wellness team. Um, and my dentist, of course. But that is my wellness team. That is my personal wellness team. And I have allowed my voice to be what speaks to what my body is telling me, right? So your body communicates to you what it needs. My body needed rest. My body needed healing. My body needed space to really process some of the things that has taken place um, within almost a year from now, a, a year ago from now. And in doing so, I was able to advocate for myself to take a mental health leave. Why? Because I can't go help other people if I can't help myself. Mm, hello, somebody. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all in the back need to pass this message on. I work in the helping field. I am in the helping field. I cannot be any good to the children and the families that I work with. Even in my own business, I am no good to the women that I work with, the communities that I've been called to service if I do not take care of myself. So if you think back to what I said when I would talk about, when I talked about my first mental health leave, 
I was hoarding the families, right? Because somewhere in me, my identity was saying, oh, you have to keep giving yourself to people. You have to keep giving yourself to people. You have to be strong. You can't show emotion. Just go home and journal about it all the time. No, sometimes journaling is not enough. Your body needs to do the work to also process and release what it is that it's holding on to, right? Journaling allows me to identify that what I'm feeling is my feeling and that it's, 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 it's where it's like, it's a, it's a release, but allowing my body to also release what I'm feeling. Right. So think about it this way, y'all, I'm about to get real graphic for a minute. When you have to use the bathroom, you know, you have to pee. Are you going to hold on to it? Oh no, I'm strong. I don't need to pee. I got a good bladder. I'm not like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Sis, sir, your body needs to dispose of waste. Ooh, I just got chills. Waste also includes not just what comes from our bowels, but also what we no longer need to hold on to. It's wasted energy from past relationships, from childhood trauma, like all of that. When you don't deal with those things, they sit in your body for a very long time. I actually worked with a young girl who started having seizures after a while. I should have her on here. I am. I actually worked with a young girl who started having seizures after a while because her body was trying to release what it was holding on to for so long. So your body is going to like, it's going to get to a point where it's time for an upgrade and it's going to need to release what it needs to release. And sometimes it's not going to ask for your permission. It's not. So if you're not going to hold on to your, when you have to use the bathroom for a long time and then tell yourself, oh, I'm strong. I don't have to use the bathroom. I can hold out for the next three years. Sir, ma'am, I need you to also to release all that emotional baggage that you're holding on to because that's energy. I need you to also release and work through things from your childhood because that's also energy. We all have upgrades. We all have a higher version of ourselves. There's several higher versions of ourselves. You can't, and it, it like, it doesn't work for everybody, but I think, um, I think for the people that it's called to, to really ignite and really, um, heal, it's going to frustrate you. It's going to be discomfort. It's going to be, your body is going to start feeling like it's heavy because now you're trying to get to another level, but you're carrying all this stuff with you. You can't carry all of that baggage with you. Like going to Peru taught me that. I overpacked. I came back so much lighter, so much lighter. And not even just my own physical body's um, baggage, but my actual luggage. Like I overpacked and throughout that trip, I was able to say, oh, I don't need this. I don't need that. I can get rid of this. I can give that away with freedom, with complete freedom. So it's like it's it's imperative that when your body starts telling you it's time to release, let it out cry, scream, whatever it is, allow your body to release what it needs to release. It could be parents that got divorced and relationships that shifted because of that from your childhood. Like there's, like there's a, there's, there's big adults out here really still living in a space of what they went through as a child and projecting that behavior as normal onto other people, that is dangerous. Please don't be that people. Please don't be that person. Please just, yeah. So what I really want to get into is um, trusting 
God's timing for your release, your reset, and your rest. I will get back into that in a little bit. Before our little break, um, as I mentioned, I wanted to really just dive deeper into what it is to really trust God with your release, your reset, and your rest, right? Because he believes in all of that. He wants all of that for us. Um, Our bodies are programmed and designed to constantly shift and change and be renewed and restored and somewhere in the making of society right our bodies have been told like we've been reprogrammed to believe that we have to keep going we have to constantly sacrifice ourselves we have to keep giving 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 and We miss this space where God actually tells us that our bodies are temples, that our minds are like our experiences filter through our minds. And that's where the reprogramming comes in. And it's always a lot of people that I've talked to. I've met a lot of people in my life um, thus far. There's this common thread that once we became adults and started to see the world through our own lens and our own experience, um, a renewed experience, that there's a lot of reprogramming that has to be, be done, which is fine, right? But imagine if we started raising our children to really honor their bodies and honor their emotions and honor their thoughts and honor their discernment, right? Because your your spirit is your discernment, that willpower to um, align yourself with what you believe is true for you, right? There's n- like there's not one one space that is true for everybody, but there's a conviction that each individual has about what is true for them. This truth can be what is what needs to be healed, what needs to be released, what needs to be addressed, what needs to what what needs to have its awareness drawn to. Both and this conviction can also be what is real, right? So I'm gonna go through three different areas of what trusting God looks like when it's time to allow your body to speak to you about the start of your intentional and authentic healing journey. The first part is the release. So as I mentioned earlier, when I shared a little bit about my story and how I started my healing journey about four or five years ago, um, your body will tell you when it's time to start purging, right? In this space, um, a lot of different emotions and feelings will start to come up. Your body will feel extra tired, extra heavy. This is when you don't ignore these things, right? A lot of times we're like, oh, I just got to keep pressing through. I got to keep pressing through. I need to sleep more. I can't, but you can't sleep at night. Um, you can't like, there's, there's a lot of different factors that are going on. Your brain is not turning off. Right. So in this space, I want you to ask yourself a couple questions. When you feel your body is doing something that it doesn't normally do. Right. Um, 
lately I've had a lot of close friends confide in me about like just some things that their body was going through. They've been to the doctor to really get it checked out and it's like, oh, it's nothing. And turns out it's anxiety, it's stress. Eventually, when you ignore the signals that your body is giving you, it will start to attack your bodily functions and system. I repeat, when you allow the energy of things unhealed to stay within your body and you ignore the signals that they are giving you to say that are saying, set me free, let me go, it will start to attack your bodily system and functioning. That's a different conversation. Um, so some questions that I want you to begin to ask yourself when you start feeling like something is off, right? You're like, you'll know what it is, especially if you are tapped into your discernment, which is your sacral chakra, your willpower center, that gut, your spirit, right? Your spirit also tells you it's time for me to get cleaned up. Right. This is all what is aligning like your mind and your body and your spirit are trying to align when you ignore that call for it to be aligned. It will start to damage other things. Um, So in this release process, start asking yourself or asking your body, what are you saying to me? It's okay to talk to your body. Like you need to build a relationship with your body. If you don't, that is also another conversation for another episode on this podcast. But this will help you build a relationship with your body. So think about it, right? In friendships and relationships, the best way to build relationship is communication. It can be communication that is like, like, it's almost like the, the, so the baseline is like, okay, at least we're communicating, right? Whether today we're talking about how much we love each other or tomorrow we're talking about, um, just, you know, plans for the future or the next day we're talking about how much we can't stand each other. There's communication happening, right? So if it's okay for us to communicate, to build relationship with a with a whole nother body, a whole nother system, right? How come it's strange, weird, and voodoo for us to talk to our own body and to listen to our own body? Like the body that we were sent here to live in and to take care of and to steward. Some of us don't have relationships with our bodies and... When your body starts feeling and moving and, and purging or wanting to set some things free, your extra emotion, like all these different things, right? And let's not, I mean, it's a whole nother conversation. I have a lot of conversations, y'all. Like there's so much I want to talk about, but it's a whole nother conversation when we start talking about our, our um, mineral makeup within our body and our DNA that aligns with God's creation and orchestration of the sun and the moon, nature, all of that, right? Nature is a part of that healing journey, really tapping back into your your first authentic mother, which is nature, your first authentic father, which is spirit. So how come... It's better for us to build communication and relationship with a whole nother body, but not the one that God gave us. Mm, Sit with that for a minute. Like society has told us that everything we need is outside of us. Everything that we want is outside of us. When really everything that we need is within us. We already possess these things. Just at certain levels, when when we begin to create space for ourselves and create space for what we want and what we need, right? You can't, like, there's a lot of things that you are destined to have that you can't have yet because you still are holding on to things from your childhood. And your body is a system and it will tell you when it's time for an upgrade. If you ignore that upgrade, Lord, let me tell you, my phone, I've ignored 
the fact that I need to create space on my phone. I have like 10,000, almost 11,000 pictures and videos. My best friend is probably listening. Do not judge me, D. Um, but every, like it, it malfunctions so much. I've had to delete so many apps and like download something that is going to help me create space just so I could take more pictures and videos because that's all like that's what I enjoy doing all day every day I'm not like a photographer but like the the point is my phone malfunctions when I don't have space your body does the same thing when your body is is tapped and it's running out of space it will tell you it will show you it will do all the things all the things all the things like we we don't look at ourselves as systems. We don't look at ourselves as systems and I don't understand why. Like my body needs rest. I am not designed to work 5 days a week, 8 hours each day, then still come home and hustle and grind on my own things that are going to pop off for me. And only have 48 hours of rest. And they call that a weekend. Mm. Something about that doesn't feel right to me. It, it, it irks my soul. But yes, ask yourself when you start to feel these purges, right? These, these spaces where your body is like, doing the extreme, right? I like I'm trying to find a way to describe it. But I think one thing that one thing about this podcast is there's a lot of awareness to things that I'm I I desire to bring to people, right? Awareness is a seed. The overarching goal of everything, shout out to my homie Mike for us really discovering what overarching really really means. Um the overarching goal of any and everything is to is to plant the seed of awareness. So it's like once you hear something, once you feel something, you can't unhear it. And your body will will start to resonate with what that is. Now you can't take your mind off of it. Now it's going to start rebuilding your system and showing you something different, feeling something different. Right. Internal feel and external feel. So ask yourself, what are you saying to me? What is my internal self saying to me? What is my body saying to me? The next question to ask your body and your spirit and God is what do you need me to let go of? You can plan and do vision boards. I am a vision board fiend all day. But if you're not willing to let go to create space for the vision that you're desiring to see for yourself, that is called a hot, chaotic mess. Like you can't have both. You, you, can't, you can't live in both. You can't live in your past and the future at the same time. Like in this very moment, we are living in the past, present, and future. But like, I mean like your past, like your three-year-old self and your 33-year-old self cannot exist at the same time. The traumatic stuff, right? Like whatever you haven't healed from that space is still sitting with you. Now we are all, like we all have an inner child, right? I think the positive space of us being honest with our inner child is going back to that child and what that child enjoyed. So recently, um, my inner child has went back to when I first moved to Florida and like loved staying up late doing projects and listening to music and getting creative and just creating a space where I was safe to just be me, to like to block out everything else. Like I was listening to Gina Thompson and and P Diddy and the family. Like I had all the albums, and waiting till the last minute to do a project 
because I wanted to really envision what this project was going to look like. I've now, now saying this out loud and thank you guys for helping me. Um, I've always been a manifesting generator since birth. Like I've always seen things and manifested them. So like just going back into my childhood, childhood about what I want my future to look like. And that excited me as an adult. So there's, there's, there's positives and challenges of our inner child. Our inner child has wounds that we need to kiss and that we need to heal. But our inner child, both and, not but, our inner child also has gifts, has creativity, creative ability, and has playfulness that somehow once we became adults, we were told to put to the side. Grab that. Grab on to the positive parts of your inner child and allow your body, like work with your body, right? And this means building a relationship with a good therapist, building a good friend circle, um, sitting with yourself. It's okay to sit with yourself to really look at what it is that your body is asking for you to release, right? Um, the next part is the reset. So the reset is the constant realignment, right? I call it constant realignment because again, we go through these stages of, um, like there's multiple versions of our higher selves. So the version of myself today is what the realignment and the work of me asking myself what I need to let go of and what my body is saying to me the last four or five years, even though, even the dedication from, of, even the dedication of me being committed to something greater, something, something greater than what I've been living in for the last 11 years, like before the last 11 years coming up in November. So, or October, excuse me. Um, so, the reset is really doing the work, right? There's never an end to the work that needs to be done. There's just stages and places and spaces where certain areas of the work that needs to be done, you're ready to get done, right? It's going to be hard. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be sad. It's going to be freeing. It's going to be challenging, it's literally like pulling a Band-Aid off of a scab and sticking your finger into the scab and playing with it. Like the healing part is a lot worse than what actually has happened to you. Because what, actu what actually has happened to you, you weren't really like in control of that. You didn't ask for your parents to get divorced. You didn't ask for the sexual abuse to happen. You didn't ask for the miscarriage to happen, right? You didn't ask for these things to happen, which makes it painful, but to actually give yourself permission and to give your body permission to release whatever guilt, whatever confusion, whatever pain, whatever, whatever those experiences gave you is actually more painful, because that means you are giving yourself permission to literally work through and say out loud, I am sad, I am angry, I am frustrated, this is stupid, this hurts, this, this is damaging, like all these different things. It, 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 you're giving yourself permission to ask questions. You're giving yourself permission to actually feel, right? When you give yourself permission to actually feel, you also give yourself permission to not just feel sadness, but to also feel joy. To not just feel anger, but to also feel abundant. To not just feel um, fear, right? But to transmute that negative fear into positive fear, which positive fear is facing everything and just doing it, just really moving through what you need to move through to get to the other side of the life that you desire. Um, this is also where you shift behaviors, right? So again, like I said, awareness is a seed. Once you hear something, you can't unhear it. Like it's there. 
it's there. Like the seed has been planted. Whoever has planted the seed has done their job. This can be the need to uproot some seeds that have been planted, right? Once you start doing your healing work, you'll start to see that there have been some seeds planted that were meant to confuse you or keep you in a place of fear or put you in a or put you in a place of stagnation. So you have to uproot uproot those seeds and really plant what fits for you, what aligns with you, right? And the only way you know what aligns with you is to be still and to really allow your spirit and to allow God and trusting the voice that you hear, right? Another, a whole nother conversation is hearing God's voice, right? It's like our internal, it's like our internal voice, but it's a voice that's not actually ours. It's our spirit talking to us. So your spirit talks to you and your body talks to you. And if they're in alignment, they're saying the same things, right? Um, Which means you're living in truth, which means you're living in your truth, which means you're living in your divine creation. Ha ha. So trusting God with the reset is trusting God that when you ask the question, what do you need me to let go of? When you are prompted to let go of certain things, spaces, people, all of that, you actually do it because you can't hoard those experiences anymore because you've outgrown them. You just don't know that you've outgrown them or you do know and you've become complacent. Stagnation and fear run in the same crew of people, the same crew of people. You also, in this reset space, um, start to identify what your mind, body, and spirit are guiding you towards. My mind, body, and spirit guided me towards two mental health leaves within like maybe like five months from each other. And they were both the best decision that I needed. Was there some fear? Absolutely. Because you think about my daily living, you think about um, like the, the process of what other people think and what they feel. But again, my body is telling me that it's time to take another one, right? It, my body is telling me that I'm not fully where I need to be even after the first mental health leave. Like I have to take care of myself. My body asked me to take care of myself. Like even since I've been back from Peru, like for a week now, almost a week, all this week I've taken a nap every single day, probably the same time every single day. My body needs it. Why would I fight that? Why would I fight that? Because in that space of rest, right, which is, which is next, right? Space number three, rest. In that space of rest, I can think more clear about what needs to be done. I can process and allow whatever downloads and transmission um, from my healing journey for my healing trip, my 300-hour healing trip to Peru, um, I can allow those things to settle in instead of coming right back home and, like, getting back into it, right, going back to work and jumping into projects and all of that. Although a lot of people were waiting for me to come back to start scheduling things, I was still able to say, hey, this is what I need. I can't do this right now. Or can we change this for a different time? Or can we push all of this back to the following week? Because my body and my mind and my spirit have been aligned to know exactly what it needs and what it wants. It wants rest. It wants to be able to process. It wants to be able to still feel what it needs to feel. It wants to just spend time with my son, right? He came from my body and he also talks. So he wants to spend time with him. It, 
gave me a time to rest, right? Rest for me, I love watching TV. It's probably like my gift and my curse. Um, but I'm able to enjoy what I need to while sitting on the couch, right? And also still creating like this mindful space of what I'm putting into my body. So even like what I'm watching right now, it's the most hilarious show ever, but it also resonates because this girl, like there's a song for everything in her head from what other people are feeling. It's like a gift that she has. And what she's feeling, that's literally me. So it's funny, it's relative, right? Like it's, it's inspirational in some sense. Like I'm able to really allow myself to just be. And that's the third space. Trusting God with your rest and your stillness to just be. Everything that you have to do is not going anywhere. All the opinions of everybody else, when you, take your, when you take your rest, when you take your space to just be with you, to be still, to listen to your body and listen to your spirit, why does anybody else's opinion matter, right? I know a lot of us, and there's such a narrative, especially for black women, Uh, black and brown women that we have to give ourselves and give ourselves and put up and have so much patience and 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 engage and and keep going and stay strong and just push through sis let me tell you there's a difference between patience and abuse Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. you can abuse yourself this staying strong mentality. Listen, one of the girls from the from the Peru trip, my fellow sister in LA, both of us was like, sis, this is a, a soft girl summer. Softness is my superpower. And I was able to see that and accept that and lean into that during my time of rest and restoration. You find your superpower during your time of rest. You find your purpose during your time of rest. You find you during your time of rest. So give that to yourself. Rest shouldn't be something that we earn. It's something that is our birthright. Like, think about it. When we were babies, when we first came into this world, babies sleep like 12 hours a day. Like, they sleep. They sleep. My son slept like he was up every three hours. So I don't really know. I don't I don't really know. He's a different he's a different breed. But babies require a lot of sleep. Why is that any different for us now? And not even just saying we have to sleep 12 hours. Right. But we should be in a space where we really take care of our bodies to really serve the spaces that we're called to serve, whether it's our families, our children, our communities, our businesses, the job that we're at. You st- like even if you if your your current job working for your current employer is your purpose, that's your assignment, you still deserve rest. You still deserve rest. So the common denominator here is for the overarching goal, not the common denominator, same difference, is to build awareness on really listening to your body. Your body is telling you what it needs, what, what, like, what time it is. Your body is telling you that it's time for a diet change, not even a diet, uh, eating, a mindful eating lifestyle change. Your body is telling you that it's time to get with a good therapist. Your body is telling you that it's time to get to the doctor and really build a relationship on how to build a healthy life. Your body is telling you that it's time to let that friend circle go or to let that relationship go. Like your nervous system tells you these things. Your body tells you these things. Your body is telling you that it's time to, to move into what you're meant to be doing with your life, 
to move to that city that you've dreamed of, your body is telling you it's time to release. If you need some assistance with this, I have published a workbook that dives into the root chakra, which is what you're grounded in, right? If you think Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's that basic, the basic needs. What are you grounded in? What seeds have been planted that you may need to uproot? It is a yoga workbook, You don't have to do the yoga part. Like you can do whatever you want with this workbook. You can use it every single day. You go to barnesandnobles.com, type in release and rise. You will be able to order this workbook to assist you with your release, your rest, and your reset. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and just going on this journey with me. I'm so excited for each and every one of you to see what you release and what you allow in. Let love in, let joy in, and let the life that you've been called to live come in. I will see you, will not see, you will all hear my voice next week. Namaste.